What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Investor's Outlook show. In fact, actually, today's guest is going to be so incredible that I'm going to put it on both my podcasts, both the Investor's Outlook podcast and the John Papaloni show. Hey, Ibrahim, welcome to the show. John, brother, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. I appreciate you. Thank you. Me as well. Yeah. I mean, this is uh, incredible. I am... Uh, you know, very honored that you're here and I'm very lucky to have you here because you know what? You are truly a visionary and I think people are going to see that on the show today. I, I appreciate that, brother. I hope uh, we uh, have a promise to make it worth uh, make it worth the time for those who are listening and watching. So I want to start off the podcast because, I mean, yes. I know about you and I've known you for a while, and, yeah. and, but the, the uh, viewers or listeners may not. So kind of give us a uh, little bit of a description of who you are, what you do and how you got here. Awesome. My name is Ibrahim from Waterloo, Ontario. Um, I like to uh, believe that I'm a servant leader. I am a, in a position to help people to get to where they want to be, and we raise by lifting others. Uh, been in the business real estate for six years. Um, the team, after two years being a solo agent, uh, started the team four years ago. And uh, fast forward four years later, end of 2022, we closed 411 million and 504 transactions that's incredible like that's like 411 million yeah how many transactions is that roughly 504 wow yeah like you know that's completely impressive here thank you thank now you. you started off as that solo agent and when you did that solo agent it uh i'm assuming it became overwhelming which is why i wanted to build a team it, it does because like you can only there is certain capacity of the agent if you want to have a personal life uh, I believe in 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 the work life integration. I I don't think there is such a thing called work life balance. You're just not gonna you're not gonna have the balance. They go hand in hand. It's work life integration, work life uh, blend. They go hand in hand. Uh, the issue was being a solo agent. Uh, I did 61 homes, uh, being a solo agent, and I was literally um, seeing my wife on a FaceTime. That was the literally whenever we need to talk is FaceTime because I work like. 18 hours a day and that was not why you got into the real estate for that's not what you got into the business for you so you need leverage you need systems you need people that will take off a lot of crap off of your plate whether i did it or somebody else did it my clients don't care anyway as long as it's been done so it's i needed a team and i was i was the one that actually looking for teams uh and this is where if, if any one of the listeners or viewers here are a team leader, somebody want to start a team, somebody want to grow a team, there is no such a thing called that agent is too good to join a team. And then the reason why I'm saying that, John, is I was the person that looking to join a team, but there was no teams trying to recruit me. So right. on the surface level, it was like, why would John join a team? No, don't bother calling him. He's, he's a rock star agent. He's a top producer agent. That's what they see on the surface level. And then in the back end, I'm like, I am the one who's struggling to be part of a team. You see how backwards that is. And then I sat with all the teams that I can possibly put my hands on and interview them. Hey, John, like you have a great team. You know, I would love to know more about you, what you guys are doing here and there. In the back of my mind, I have I have a, a non-negotiable um, standards of if, if I'm going to be on that team, I want to have this and this and this and this. And then that team should not have this and this and that. So here is a wish list. Here is the do not like list. And I sat with John or Steve or ABC XYZ teams. And then I learned about them to realize, okay, well, 
um, either they have what I want, but they have some of the stuff that I don't want or vice versa. So it was not basically how I want it to be. And I know maybe I am the problem. That's a moment of realization. Maybe I'm the problem that I'm not just fitting in a team. I meant to be a solo agent. Interesting. So and I went again to be a solo agent for another year to realize that's not the answer. It's not going to work. I, I needed a team. So literally, I, I had the honor and privilege of meeting one of my current business partners. His name is Idris. And I'm like, brother, here's the thing. Here's, let's just build a team that we couldn't find. As, as a cliche that might sound or a figure of speech is literally like, if I want to have the team look like that way, that I want to join, that I can't find, how, how about we build the team um, in case if we want to get in business with people like us, that they think the same way we're thinking, they probably want to have what we want and they don't want to have what we don't like. Make sense? Right. So just call it a day and just like build that team the way you want it to be. And then we started the team and then fast forward um, three years, we got from zero um, to number one team in the country for Keller Williams, which is our previous brokerage. Very, very, very grateful for everything that we've learned there. Um, it just hasn't happened before. There is there is no other team that got from zero to number one in three years in the country. So it was a time for us to kind of like move forward with another adventure, another like um, uh, basically look for other challenge we yeah. want to we want to take things to the next level so we moved into the current brokerage that we're with and then we're number one team in the country in the current brokerage as well right which is incredible because it goes down to like where the opportunity lies and i yeah. believe that the old traditional brokerage method i mean there's still a need for it but it's not like it used to be Right. I mean, like, like I think we're in an era where it's about personal brand. Like people are calling, they're calling for you. They're not calling because oh, yeah. you're Remax or uh, EXP or uh, Keller Williams or any of that stuff. They're calling for you because that, because we're in an era where people want to deal with people they know, like, and trust. In a different time, in a different era, people didn't know each other. We weren't personal branding. We didn't have the internet. So when you were calling a bro, calling somebody, you were calling a Remax, a Royal Page, uh, an EXP or whoever, because you were calling the company. Company, and whoever they sent, they sent, or you met somebody yeah. from the company. We're in a different era, different time, different thing. And it, like, it's good that you're, you're, see, that's what I mean by you're a visionary. You saw opportunity and you thought, okay, I have maxed out where I am. I, I can't grow anymore without buying the brokerage. And obviously you didn't want to actually physically buy the brokerage for a reason. So yeah, I am, I'm, I'm really good with numbers <laughs> <laughs> and it, it just, it made no business sense for us to own uh, a franchise brokerage and grow that direction if you if you look at the the, the teams the brokerages scalability of the business uh, i think we're 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 at the time that um a team leader broker owner whatever the hell that the the, the the person in the management level is uh you cannot afford but to live in the future to welcome the agents when they arrive the reason why I'm saying that is if that agent just got their license on Thursday, today at morning, 10 o'clock, well, they don't know what they don't know. They don't know any better, right? So from 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 a leadership perspective, the leadership language, one-on-one leadership language is you got to have to respect the future version of that person in case they are the one that actually going to make it happen. In case that John is going to be the future John that you are today and you wouldn't like that when you got your license five years ago, are you going to have to live in the future to welcome you when you arrive? Because here is the, let me fast forward the five years of your career. 
here is a step that you would like, here is a step that you wouldn't like when you get to that level, because we've been there, I gotta have to make sure that you're not less smarter than me, I don't think that you're less smarter than me if you're equal or even more smarter than me, which is higher chance that's the case with the agents, man, they would want to have everything that you wish to have. And yeah. they don't want to have anything that you don't like to have. What made you think they're okay with that? In, in other words, like just make sure you demonstrate tons of value to those agents that they can result into increasing your authority score in the marketplace as a, as a brokerage, as a team, as an organization. The authority place... Uh, the authority score in the marketplace is basically a fancy way of saying you're 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 the destination for top producers to work and never leave, which is increases your authority score. What is your authority score in the market? Basically, how many people do you have that real deal that been with you for a long time and they never leave? There is only one reason why people will leave, or only one reason why people wouldn't leave, which is the culture that they have within the company, the win-win uh, situation, the growth plan. The, the, the vision for the organization, the career path, so many different things that make people feel like I belong here and I, I don't want to leave because there is no reason for me to leave. Right. And that results into the magic word called retention, which is what most companies, organizations struggle with. They're like, oops, um, John grew and he's leaving us now. We don't know what to do. I'm like, well, it's too late because the number one problem reason why or the number one reason that big corporate fails is the moment you realize there is a problem it's already too late you have to see it way before it actually happens yeah yeah and, absolutely yes so this is where like you have to kind of like take a step back and i'm like what what do agents really really need like what do you really want out of that business why did they get into the business to begin with if you're really smart and you understand what they want because you've been in their shoes Buddy, just just deliver. Just give them what you know that they would need, that they don't know that they will need yet. Think about that. They don't know yet that this is what they want. Give it to them because you've been there. Right. So there's two ways of looking at that. Like one way is the fact that um, it's uh, what we call the uh, shiny object syndrome, and many many people fall into that. Right. Like, yeah. like it's not uh, you know something new. It's, uh, but it's, again, sometimes what starts off as that shiny object syndrome yeah. ends up being something that becomes a thing. Mm -hmm. And part of being futuristic and, uh, and looking for the opportunities is seeing that and being able to determine, you know, what's going to stick, what's here for the long term, and what's going to be that fly by night, right? So it's about that, like, it's about becoming proven over a long period of time. And anything that's done with consistency will produce results if it has some sort of validity to it. 100%, 100%, I agree, yeah. So, and this is what I like about, where I say you're just not visionary and futuristic like that, but even the way you run your team is a little bit different than everybody. Now, I was saying to you uh, before we started, right, like, like look at Starbucks, they call everybody partners, yeah. but the reality is, what do they have that makes them a partner? It's the feeling, brother, like it's the feeling. Starbucks, they don't sell coffee, they sell community. Absolutely. And this is where the differentiator between them and other other competitors in the marketplace, very hard to beat them. Very hard. Like you can buy the same cup of coffee for like two bucks, half price somewhere else. Or why would you pay double and, and, and be okay? Because of Starbucks, because they put your name on the cup, maybe. They treat you with a smile. If you drive through, it's very big different. 
experience and Tim, Tim Hortons, for example, it's it's the community. They made you feel you're part of that community. Right. People want to belong to something better, bigger than themselves so they can grow into it. And again, it's the sense of community. That's what makes Starbucks a Starbucks. Absolutely. And where I was going with it wasn't meant to be a bash on Starbucks. Yeah. As much as it was supposed to be like you, where I, where I was going with this is you yeah. took a platform like them and you elevated it to a new level. Like yeah. you have a different hiring practice than most people. We're very, very, uh, we're very adamant on that and very um, almost, almost black and white uh, when it comes to this. It just, again, it protects that we, the only thing that we can brag about and, and, and we take bright on is not the, the manpower we have or the financial power behind the company or like the, the sales we've done or none of this. It's the culture within the team that made us who we are today. And, and we cannot just forget about this and just like get dragged into like the whole nonsense of like, oh, grow, 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 and then just anybody through the doors. Uh, it's, it's the start of failing miserably if you do that. So we have to constantly like being very strict with the hiring process to ensure what comes in really fits in with what's already inside. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I mean, yeah. culture is everything. Now, with that being said, right, I mean, like every team at some point, especially growing pains in, in, the, in the beginning when you're building, yeah, has uh, people that maybe what happens is in the beginning when you get them on your team, yeah. you have one vision of them, but sometimes you realize that maybe they don't fit that culture. Maybe they don't fit here. Maybe I wanted to believe what they said but it's not exactly the way it is, or maybe they yeah. didn't understand what we were offering or yeah. what we were doing and they weren't aligned. Yeah. How quick do you realize that and how fast do you react? That's a very loaded question. So if the person have, if it's a culture issue, we immediately take action right away. If the person, like, I mean, like anybody can bullshit anybody, like in an interview, like it doesn't matter how good of a recruiter you are. It doesn't matter how amazing you are in reading people. People will only show 30% of who they are at any interview, period. The other 70% is going to show up starting when you start interacting with them in the workplace and all of that stuff. You start showing who they really are. So the moment we have any red flags of a culture mismatch, we immediately move towards that. The reason why we move towards that quickly is we move towards conflict before it becomes a drama. You have to move too fast towards this conflict before it becomes a drama because if you didn't do that, this person, like one drip of water, just it would poison the whole well. Like... Like it just, we're not going to take risk for that. But the flip side of that, if the person is a culture fit and then like, hey, listen, John, like I'm a single mom. I have like four kids. And then my goal this year is I want to sell 10 homes because that is the number that will make me pay my bills and have a good life and also spend my duty to be a mom for four kids. Would you be able to support me achieve my goal? 150%. There is no, I don't believe in the whole idea of like uh, minimum standards. You have to sell 24 homes a year to be part of our team because it's a two amount. I'm like, so you're making that for them. So it's it's actually your goal, not their goal. Like how would you own it? Because when you say, hey, do you have a commitment? Yes. My commitment is sell X number of homes because I want to make X number of dollars. Do you own the commitment? You want them to say, yes, I own the commitment. They will never own it if it's not theirs. So... Are you talking about culture, but then enforcing people to have certain number of goals to hit because this is what you want them to do, or you're allowing people 
to achieve their own goals and you only facilitating the condition for them to choose to be productive or to choose not to be productive. Because the reality is, I will never make anybody productive. You will never make anybody productive. We can only facilitate the condition for them to choose to be productive or to choose not to be productive. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So it's 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 almost, but at the same time, we're not a Mickey Mouse team, you know, meaning like, I want to sell like two homes a year or five homes a year and then just like mess around. I'm like, that doesn't know how, like, there is a level of commitment you have to have to show us that you're very serious about your career. But you also have to look at people as humans, not as numbers on a spreadsheet. I, I absolutely yeah. agree with you on that. Yeah. Right? And, and I think that's the thing, right? That's the biggest part is that um, seeing people for a community, having empathy for them. Yeah. That is uh, what drives loyalty and drives growth. 100%. 100%. At the same time, when you when you do that and, and, and hold them, accountability is the highest form of love you can show a human being. If you really, really care about somebody, you will hold them accountable to achieve the goals that they declare that they want to do. And then, boy, listen up. It's going to take a lot of discomfort between where you are to where you want to be financially to get to where you want to be financially. And that's my job to make you feel that comfortable. So I'm actually, I'm not here to be liked. Like as a team leader, I'm not here to be, I'm here to be respected because you actually, in fact, you should dislike me sometimes. That's just the reality because I'm going to make you feel uncomfortable because this is what it's going to take to get to the financial position that you want to be, that you told me that you personally want to have. You see how that works? Like now, some people are not cut for it. Some people are not meant to be like top producers. Some people are not meant to be like, I am a, a person of integrity. And I say the word integrity was, uh, I mean it in the sense of as soon as people link their level of commitment to their level of integrity, it show a whole different level of human being committed human being because hey i want to do this i want to achieve this i want to do that and why oh because of for my kids for my mom for my family for myself for whatever reason cool do you own that commitment yes i own that commitment would did anything get in the way nothing's gonna get in the way would you like me to hold you accountable for that yes john please and then john is gonna do that and then i'm like oh my god john you're so hard on me blah blah i'm like well i thought you told me to hold you accountable for that see I will bend you way, way, way big time, but I will never break you. Like yeah. it's this is where it shows your true, like what you're actually made of. And that's okay because not everybody played those Michael Jordan liked Michael Jordan. Yeah. Used to call him like he's the biggest asshole on the team, but but when they look back, they attribute their success to the level of intensity he put on them to make them operate on that level. That's just the reality. If you want to play in like Toronto Raptors, well, guess what? There is a level of commitment you have to show up as. There is a level of intensity in the in the in the in the actual field of training. If you don't want to do that, maybe go play in like any other city, little tiny club that nobody knows anything about it. If you want to play like with the pro athletes, you have to operate on the pro athlete level. And then, boy, there is a lot of commitment on that level. Most people are not equipped for that. Absolutely, right? And again, it's obvious and clear that you're very driven. So where I'm going with this, my question yes. is that, uh, like, what does your typical day and schedule look like? I mean, because there's a lot of people out there that uh, want to be high achiever, achievers. They want to reach that level. They want to do the extra. They want to grow. And that's a lot of good words. But then you ask their timetable. 
and they're uh, scrambling. And some people are successful as a scrambled mess. Mm -hmm. It's not to say that if you're a scrambled mess, you can't be successful. But I don't believe you can run a size of your organ, you know, your organization, mm -hmm. and and have no schedule and just show up to the office one day and says, "Hey, I'm here." I don't believe that's the case. So, what's your schedule yes. look like? So, I, I I I don't believe that there is a right way or wrong way of doing anything. Yes. Um, I am not a morning person. I do my best to try to do that, but I'm not. I just know that I'm not. And all my friends, the majority of my friends, they subscribe to the 5 a.m. club, you know, like whatever, all of that stuff. It's cool. I do most of my work after like 12 midnight, like the thinking part of my business. I go to bed about like 2 o'clock after midnight, and then I wake up about like 7 or 8 o'clock in the morning. I cannot get more than 6 hours sleep anyway. And then from 8 o'clock when I wake up all the way up until 2 o'clock afternoon, I'm actually working after midnight. So it's there are the calendar everything if it's in the, if it's not in the calendar it doesn't exist so everything i do every day has to go in my calendar a vortex is almost booked two weeks in advance make sure everything is right and at the same time i don't have and again if you're if you're watching this if you're listening to this it is maybe like a, a different idea for you that you don't have to and this is different than what most people say you don't have to, I wake up at 6 o'clock, I go to the gym at 7. Well, today I woke up at 6.30. Went to the gym at 7 because I had a Zoom call at 8.30 class. And then I had to drive to Oakville here to meet you. So my day started early today. It's not the same every day. But there is a strict schedule between 8 o'clock in the morning until probably 6 p.m. And then I have my family time. And then like I go with my daughter before she goes to bed. Sometimes I miss that. I make up for it if I miss it. But then after she goes to bed between 11 p.m. from 11 p.m. to 2 o'clock in the morning, I am doing my thinking when nobody's awake. That's where I do my thinking. Similar to a lot of people when they wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning and they do the thinking before people wake up, before other people wake up when the world is sleeping. I do the same thing. It just As long as you're doing the work, there is no right way or wrong way of doing it. And I just stay true to myself. This is just, I don't wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning. But... I think I have, I have it figured out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm doing one or two things that's actually working, and, and this is proving that there is no right way or wrong way of doing it. I don't know if that's the answer you were expecting me to say, uh, but this is just the reality of, of, of. No, I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, yeah, it's the answer I knew you were gonna say. Oh, okay, thank uh, God. Because everyone is thank different, God. right? Like, yeah, yeah. like where I was gonna get out of it is you have some form of a structure that works for you. Yeah, you don't just uh, fly by the seat of your pants. No, and hope. there is a structure. There is a structure in the day. It's not as most what people expect to be, which is like you're waking up at morning and doing the morning. I, mean, I don't do any of this. Um, yeah, exactly. I'm good. <laughs> and, that, and that's why another thing I wanted to point yeah. out to every, anybody watching. I mean, like you said, there's that people who say, oh, I got to be up at five in the morning. And you just prove that's, that's not a, That's true. great. That's true. If it works for you, please go ahead and do it. Right. But if it yeah. doesn't, there still is a way to be successful without following what everybody else does. Yeah. Leaders don't follow. They create. And that was the most powerful thing. Yeah, there, yeah. Right. So, and I would love one day to try it out and be a morning person. I just don't know what it's gonna look like. Hopefully, I'm still gonna be successful. Maybe it's gonna increase my productivity. Maybe it's not. Maybe I go back to my normal thing. Wake up at eight o'clock in the morning. The point is, I'm a firm believer. There is no wrong way or right way of doing a specific thing. You do what works for you. That's a fundamental belief in the business that I have. One hundred percent. Yeah. Now, with that being said, I keep you know, saying that you have a big team, you're a big organization, 
but we never got into the numbers. What's yes. your team look like? So right now we have 56 people. We have a 42 staff, 42 a realtor partner, and 14 is staff supporting team members. Yeah, we have the the operations team, we have the administration team, we have the marketing team, the in-house videographers, we have the staffing for the staging company. Everything we have is in-house. We don't outsource anything at all. Yeah, which is phenomenal. I mean, that, that, that's really huge, right? So, yeah. how long has your team been? Like, how long have you had this team like that to that level? Um, first year of the team, we were seven agents, which is fall 2019, because we started November 1st, 2018. So, 2019 was our first full year. Um, second year, we went to a 12 agents from seven agent to 12 agent. Third year, we did 24 agent. And then fourth year, which is last of 2022, we were about like 42 agents. Yeah. Wow. So a constant growth, consistent growth, Yeah. which brings up uh, the next part here, right? Which is going to be the fun question yeah. that everyone real in real estate, uh, you know, wants to get into. And it usually starts off with how is the market? But my question is going to be with everything that's going on, constant increase in interest rates. Um, yeah. A lot of people are panicking. There's going to be a lot of fly by night realtors that are going to get out of the business who says it's impossible it's the end of the world. Inevitable. Uh, it will happen anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So with that being said, what is your perspective on the market? And then I'll tell you what mine is. Okay, absolutely. I don't give a crap what's happening in the market. The reason why is I am in the action economy. I live in the action economy. My action dictates my economy. I am very well aware of what's happening in the market. I'm very well aware of the interest rate. I'm very well aware of like the shortage of the inventory. All of this, we're, we're realtors. We know exactly what's happening in the intro. We know all of that stuff. The reality is there will always be people buying and selling real estate for the typical, we call it 5Ds, like the letter D, A, B, C, D. So 5Ds is diapers. People will have kids. Yep. They need to move up. Divorce. Death. Diploma. And diamonds. So diploma, people graduate, kids move out, parents want to downsize. Diamonds, somebody getting married, you want to buy a house. Death, somebody died, the, the spouse or the rest of the people want to, want to sell the house. And then divorce, people want to separate. Those five Ds will always be like, this is human needs. People will always sell and buy real estate. So the question is, if you have on a, on a regular basis on an average of 10,000 homes get sold in your city or real estate board annually. Sure, the market will go down by 30%. Everybody's going to like cry, you know, like, oh my God, the world is falling apart. Okay, there is 7,000 homes still going to be sold. So somebody will sell the 7,000 home, just not you. Somebody that understands that their action dictates their economy. So what I'm saying is I live in the action economy. That's I literally mean it. I live in the action economy. I don't live in the recession. I don't live in any of this. I'm aware of it. I understand what's happening. And because of that, I choose to live in the action economy. My action will dictate my economy because I'm going to be selling shit ton of homes from the 7,000 that will still take place while the market is 30% less. So you just have to make and choose which, is, which, 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 which side you're going to be on. 
Does that make sense? It does 100%. make sense. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. And this is exactly where I was going. And I, yeah. and I, I kind of feel the same way. I look at it right now as in there's two, two economies right now. The ones that believe that there's opportunity and the one that wants to play victim. Now, victims are always going to be victims. It doesn't matter what's happening yet. Because if the economy is good and the housing is up, oh, it's too expensive. I can't afford it. I got to wait for it to crash. <laughs> then when the market comes down, yeah. oh, well, you know, it's still going to go down even more. And uh, I don't know how people can pay and get a mortgage in this economy. Yes. So a victim is going to be a victim no matter what happens. But now is the opportunity. For those who are yeah. waiting and truly were waiting, I believe now is the opportunity out there. And now look, 2022, a lot of people said the market was down. Realtors said it was going to be slow. And I watched an Instagram post that you put where you had said, I think it was in August, and you had said you're already at 475 transactions. So that means when everyone else slowed down, you were still pumping houses. Yes, because those agents are took their foot off the gas. And then I said, there are ABC, like grade one math. 10 homes that get sold every year. Market down 30%. There is seven homes that still has to be sold. Somebody has to sell the seven homes. Make sure that's you. Thank you so much. But it will only be you if you participate in the action economy mentality, which is my action dictates my economy. If you want to be one of the seven, depends on what you're going to be doing, which is your action, your productivities, your activities. And don't confuse activities for broad activities because you might be doing some activities, participating on the garbage crabby side of the things and like bitching and complaining and then you can be a part of like i'm actually i'm being productive with my time i'm being productive with my actions not just doing activities for the sake of doing something i'm being productive yeah yeah absolutely yeah and, and there you go so th there you go so that is the truth of it right look 2023 probably have less transaction Sixty-seven thousand is my guess where we had 122, I believe, in 2020. So, yeah, half, half the transaction. The difference is the action takers will still have a lot of sales, and they will just have to. Instead of calling 50 people, you might have to call 100, but the business is out there. There's still people that need to sell. There's still people there that need to buy. Just because interest rates went up and just because the market is slow, it doesn't mean I, I can sleep in a ditch. I still need a place to live. That's the bottom line. Yep. Five Ds, baby. Five Ds. Always happens. It's a human needs. Absolutely. Now, yeah. another thing I want to bring up is yeah. I noticed that you took a lot of your team to, what was it, Florida? Or was Florida, it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, what was that about? I know it was a retreat, and I know it's uh, some form of team building, and then something else was going on. Yes. Uh, oh, that was a fun trip. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fun trip. Um, speaking of a transparency and integrity in front of the uh, this is what people know about us, and we're going to have to uphold that very strongly. So we did take 26 agents on a team for Florida for three days, mastermind, um, to help them, enhance them to become the best version of themselves. Was literally, undoubtedly, was the number one irrefutable sales trainer on the planet. So bring them back and then uh, get them to crush 2023. Um, small incident happened when we were there, and then, uh, well, I took them two days before the training. To kind of like have fun, have a private mastermind the day before. So we flew together, have two days, you know, sunny Florida beach, go have fun. And then the three days training, um, uh, a few people uh, went to the bar, have fun, have party, and they, uh, they got drunk really, really bad uh, over consumption for alcohol. So it, it, it did cross the line because we're, we're in a business trip. 
you don't do that on a business trip. And when you cross the lines, you're making people uncomfortable with you. And you forgot that this is a, a company trip paid for by the company. You have to honor the company. You have to respect your colleagues. And you don't do that on a business trip. So we had to make a business decision to send those people home immediately. So, and it, things, things got a little bit weird for the other people. It's like, oh my God, we couldn't expect, like, this is, that's a bold move. I'm like, yeah, we've written principles. You broke the principle. I don't care what the personality is, meaning I don't care who you are as a person. If you're selling $50 million a year if you're of brand new agents, it doesn't matter because the principle is what you have to stick to regardless of who the person is. If you want to tweak it up a little bit because of like, oh, but this is John. Oh, John Pavloni, oh man, he sells like 100 homes a year. Well, hold on a second. That means you're actually operating in personalities now. You're going to tweak the principle based on who the person is, which makes you feel like, or makes you act in personalities, not acting in principles. So this is what happens. So yeah, back to your question. We talk people for building team building activities, sales training activities. And then the fun part is when some people did something that they shouldn't have done, the company held its integrity, and we actually had to let, the, the, let these people go. Wow. I mean, you went extra further further than I expected, which yeah. is good. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just full. Actually, we, we made a public announcement on that as well on, on Facebook and Instagram. So, yeah, it's full transparency, brother. Full transparency. And, and if, you're, if you're talking about, if you're talking and breaching the whole culture, we're awesome, we're so good, you're going to have to maintain that and hold, uphold that. And, and, and when shit happens, you have to be very transparent with your audience and tell them, hey, we actually operate in integrity. And when that happens, we did not tolerate that. So people, I mean, three other agents joined the team following me because they know that this is what we did. There you go. There you go. So if, you, if, you're, if you're scared to make some decisions that protects your team culture, protects your company's integrity, keeps the transparency, go ahead and do them. Do them because it, it will always serve you, serve you the best in the long term. Were you always that type that was into personal development and wanted to always learn more? And, you know, like, how did that come about? Like, what sparked that extra drive? I am a firm believer on investing in yourself because it's the most expensive asset that you can you can invest and has the highest ROI. And if, if you look at that, you're the average. I mean, a lot of people talk about you're the average of the five people you surround yourself with. Uh, blah, 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 blah. I think you're in the average of the five people you spend the most time with. People that you are, literally, there is two different type of team leaders or, or two different type of leadership in general or, or coaching and training and mentorship. One is theoretical and then one is practical. So there is practitioners, people in the trenches that they are doing what you wish to do. They are where you want to be and it's your ego to think that you can just do that alone. So uh, I'm very well aware of that, and that's why I reach out to those people. That's why I spend a lot of money on, on education, on, on personal development, to be able to get the best in the world and pass it along to my business partner to make sure they become the best version of themselves. We like to represent what winning should look like. Speaking of personal development, um, we are firmly believer that you have to enable and facilitate the conditions for your business partners, your people, to become the best version of themselves. And we just made a decision executively in the company that, hey, guys, we're going to take half the team, literally half of the agents in the team, took 26 people to fly them to Florida for five days, two days for fun, three days for business training, as fully paid for by the company, like hotels, flights, 
shipments, food, everything. You can you can do the math on how much costly that would be. But that math for me is almost nothing because the intangible return, John, that you're going to get from that, the team building activities, the people, the relationship that you're going to form, and then the business that you're going to learn, you come back, it will come back to the company tenfold. The problem is not everybody's willing to invest that much money up front waiting for the return to show up. You're just going to have to believe it works. I remember uh, when we cannot fly three people four years ago, um, well, we can, but like we spend all the money that we have on building the staging company, the interior designing company, building the ISA company, and then there is almost no money left. But then we need to take three people to Florida, to sorry, that was Georgia back then in Atlanta. And then we took them there and then we missed the one flight and we couldn't even rebook the flight because all the money in the company is actually finished. We, we cannot book rebook the ticket. So looking back, and we're very blessed for what we have right now. And you're going to have to stay humble when blessing comes your way. And now we're able to fly 26 people. We did that in like two minutes decision. I'm like, done. We're moving. We're taking them over because you look back five years later, every one of those Asians who become a rock star agent, they will, back, they will look back and they will reflect in their journey with the company. And they're going to be like, man, I remember what John did for me back in 2023, January. He invested in me when nobody else would have and nobody does what he does. Now that I'm a rock star agent, I will help build that company because I am part of it. Because you treat me as an actual business partner and they invested in me before I even give back anything to the company. I look at that between the company and the agents or you and your business partners is the equity relationship bank account job. It's, there is... There is you have a checking account, you have a saving account, and then you have another account in the bank. It's a virtual account, not real one. Virtual one. It's it's the equity relationship bank account. It's the relationship that I have with you or somebody else you have in the business. The more deposits you make in that account, the more ability for you, the more you are able to make withdraw. Think of you you just open a bank account right now and you've never made any deposits and you just walk into the ATM machine, putting the card in yeah, yeah. and you you're expecting withdraw it's not just not gonna happen because you haven't made any deposit think about that right so in the business relationship between you and your business partners in that case agents or whatever that might be uh, have you made any deposits in the relationship equity bank account between you and your clients have you made the relationship the bills in the relationship equity bank account that more deposits you put the more a chance when you ask for a withdraw which in that case, if it's a client, ask them to do business with you, ask them to sell their home with you, ask them to buy with you. There is a balance you can withdraw from because you've been making a deposit, which is in that case, it's value, right? Agents or your business partners are no different. When you ask them to continue to grow their business within the company because you've made a lot of deposits that you can see, does that make simple business sense in your head? No, it does. It does, actually. Yeah. So this is where we kind of like... We keep it simple, solves the complex. It's a big business principle we live by. Simple solves the complex. The more you simple, the more simple you keep it, the the less complexity things will come. It just, it, yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah. I think I think we, we can get that part. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, I wanted to uh, ask you, like, what was going to ask you? Um, yeah. So what I want to do is like going back to like future wise. Yeah. What, uh, like what's in store? Like what, what should people expect coming from you? Uh, in what angle? 
in terms of uh, well, look in terms like of clientele, like, agents, business partners, staff, both actually, both. Okay. Well, our clients will continue expect like literally a seven star service. We are a full uh, a full service team, meaning like when when a client chooses to do business with us, everything has to do with real estate transaction. Like I mean everything. We don't outsource nothing. Everything is in-house so we can control the quality. And the clientele will be able to expect having a continuation of that rock star, that seven star, that like second to none experience for them. From business partners, they will a we can expect a growth uh, a growth environment that we're always constantly growing and constantly challenging one another to become the best version of ourselves, which means it's going to put a lot of pressure on them. Holy crap, the company is growing. There is always new Rockstar agent joining us, the team. I have to step up my game. So there is always like, it's it's a, embodies the idea and the culture of like a growth mindset. Always, always constantly growing. And our eyes are on the 1B, which is 1 billion of sales volume. That's our eye on it. There we go. Yep. What we call a billy chaser. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. So which brings up the next point, right? I mean, you're very good at embracing technology. Yes. And um, yeah, so right now we know video, social media, that's huge, right? We have uh, like, how do you encourage your agents to use it? And like, what do you provide them? You know, like what, what do you provide them or what do you expect of them in terms yes. of? So we, we, what we provide them, we have, Hands down, the best CRMs um, in the world. We have a lot of technology tools that allows them um, training models and whatnot. A lot of tools that allows the agents to, with on their phone, to have access to everything that we have in the company from A to Z. Uh, a part of the technology as well for our back end support staff. If the if the agent want to have any, like hands down, what's happening in my listing right now? Anything like that? It's like with a click of a button, they will be able to see what is going on. What does the process look like? It, we're taking all the crap off of their plate. 95% of the nonsense that the agent has to worry about on a daily basis is being taken away from them. And then the only focus on just go out there, talk to the clients, build the relationship, make more deposits in the equity relationship bank account, and then let us take care of the back end. Um, in addition to that, on the videos, we use, we're very, very big on videos, like very big on videos. Um, and if, if you're listening now, if you're one of the listener reviewers and you're not making us many videos as you should will probably need to grow up yeah <laughs> i say that because like this is just that you need to get over it you need to be on video and that is 100 percent of the message that has to be delivered from a person to another has to do with the following the words that you're using to convey the message has only to do with seven percent of the actual communication 7% of the communication has to do with the words that you're choosing. 38% of the message has to do with the tonality of how you're using the words that you're using. 55% has to do with the body language of that. So if I'm saying a message from me to you, 100% of this message to be delivered exactly how I want it, how I meant it, how I meant it, so you can take it the way it is, has to do with the three components. Body language, tonality, and the actual words that I'm using. The words that you're using has only to do with 7%. That's it. So if I'm on the phone and I'm a really, really good salesperson, really good communicator, I can only be as good as 45% of my actual full potential. 
The other 55% has to do with the body language of how is that person look like. So if you're not using videos, you're missing a lot on conversion rate can be much higher. Like yeah. better communication, everything. You have to do video. So that being said, we have a we have right now we have two full-time videographers, shooters, that only content creators. That's it. They only create contents. And we have a staff in the back end that basically keep growing the team, do the editing and all the videos and all of that stuff because we believe video is the name of the game. And every agent has to do that. And we communicate a lot with videos with our clientele. Don't just shoot text message or call. Always make video message. That's powerful. That's very powerful. Extremely yeah. powerful, yeah. Using the social media massively with videos and the social media. Not just writing photos, not just like pictures or writing posts uh, or pictures. They have to use videos on the actual social media as well. Yeah. yeah love it. Absolutely love it. Thank that. you, brother. Yeah. So in, uh, you know, in the light of time, yeah. I'm going to ask you uh, two more questions. Absolutely. And, and then get into what I call the lightning round. Absolutely. So second last question is, how do you know you've had a successful day? How do I know that I have a successful day? Um, I don't put my head on the pillow at night before I make sure I outwork it every single person. Um, I know that I have a lot of, I'm very blessed that I have a lot of smart people in my circle. Um, God just giving them more level, higher IQ than I have. And that's actually really good for the organization. If you think about it, if you're the smartest sure. person, you're in the wrong place. So I, before I put my head on the pillow at night, I make sure I outwork it every single person. That is a promise that I have to myself, that, that I have to myself every day and, and always constantly checking to make sure that I'm, 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 I'm not confusing productivity for activities. How productive my day is based on like how much I accomplish in the day. And there is every day you wake up in the morning. Let me ask you a question. If you were to wake up this morning, if I tell you like, hey, I'm going to give you a million bucks, but don't wake up tomorrow, would you take it? Absolutely not. Why is that? Because if I take it, that means I'm dead. Perfect. So what you're telling me is when you wake up tomorrow morning, it's worth more than a million dollars to you. 100%. Perfect. I agree with that. So tomorrow night, I'm going to give you another offer again. Hey, you want to take the same check, a million dollars, you walk to RBC Bank and cash it out. But don't wake up tomorrow morning. Would you take it? No. There's no amount of money that so would second that. time, second time in a row, you're going to say no. Correct. So which means waking up the next day at morning is better, is worth more than a million dollars for you. Correct. So let me ask you a question, the million dollar question then. Did you do something in the first day that worth more than a million dollars? To me, of course. What is it? So did you show up and then you know that this day worth more than a million dollars to you? You know that. Absolutely. That's why you refuse it. You refuse it last night. Absolutely. So what I'm trying to say here is make sure you're not wasting that day because you said no for a million bucks because you want to wake up. And next day, you said no for a million bucks because you still want to wake up. But are you doing activities in that day that's worth more than a million bucks? Because, I mean, if I'm you, I will take the million bucks because my, I'm not doing anything anyway. Think about that. But for me, if I'm saying no, that means I got to wake up at morning. I'm going to make sure that day worth more than a million dollars to me, which I understand. I agree with you. Nobody will take, nobody will say yes to that. Nobody. No. <laughs> so, which means responsibly, I'm going to be like, that day worth more than a million dollars to me. I better make a count. That's what I'm trying to get to that. I'm, I'm better going to make a count right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's yeah. basically making every moment of every day count as much as possible. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. 
And uh, this is how I ensure my day is productive. It's just stick to the, stay true to the commitment and make sure you're not wasting any money, any time, because time worth money. This money can do a lot of things for people that around you. Money is good for the good it can do. Your family, your friends, your relatives, your people, charities. I hope you increase your charities percentage every year over year over year because you're going to have to bless others as God has blessed you. And then you're just a vehicle. Take it, give it away. It's not yours to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. So last question before the lightning round yes, is brother. how do people find you? Well, uh, I, Social media, um, my cell phone number, email, company, website, affinityrealestate.ca, affinity, A-F-F-I-N-I-T-Y, realestate.ca, and Ibrahim Hussein uh, on either Instagram and Facebook. I'm very active there. I would personally be replying to them. Fantastic. So let's Brother. get into the uh, fun questions. Yes. So question number one is yeah. going to be, what is your favorite food and why? My favorite food is sushi slash shawarma. So they both take the same number one spot. I can eat them every day without getting tired of them. I'm uh, right there, man. It's like, <laughs> you yeah, can say no to sushi or shawarma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can exactly. eat those every day, three times a day. I will never get tired. See, I have one for lunch, one for dinner. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Both in the same there day. You go. Yeah, yeah. Right? So that's freaking awesome. Yeah. Favorite vacation spot? Favorite vacation spot, a city of Mecca in Saudi Arabia. That's interesting. Yeah, that's that's my favorite spot. I go there uh, once or twice a year. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, favorite book. Favorite book. The one book that always resonate with me is a it shaped a lot of my mindset. I read it earlier. It's good to great. Uh, good Jim to, Collins. Yes, Jim Collins. Good to great. I think that book will will be like next hundred years from now people will always refer back to that book because the idea is just so good. Like good is the number one enemy for great. The moment you accept to be good, you will never be great. And that's why our slogans in the company is committed to greatness. We live, we wear it in our t-shirts because nothing about greatness in everything you're doing. So that book is one of my absolute favorite books. That's fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Lastly, yeah. second last yeah. is a uh, favorite podcast. Favorite podcast. Um, I have quite a few podcasts. Uh, one of which is a if you're if real estate related podcast um, is a John Chaplack. Uh, it's a very very high level and it just it hurts your brain. Like when you get off the like your brain starts spinning. Yeah. Um, from from a real estate perspective, uh, non real estate perspective. Um, I don't have anything specific. I listen to a few things. I drive a lot, so I listen to a l- multiple things as a, as a driving. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah, Makes and sense. John Papaloni too. You always check John Papaloni. If you're not uh, listen to his podcast, you probably should, which is the gentleman right here. Yeah, yeah. there we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So last question, but yes, not brother. least, is that if you had unlimited amount of money, yeah. but only 48 hours to spend it. Yes. You get to keep whatever you spend, but you lose what you don't spend in 48 hours. What would you do? I will take the first flight to Africa. I have a few places that, I, uh, that I'm always involved in. I will dig as many wells as I can and build schools and hospitals. That's what I will do. That is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. That's incredible, man. Yeah. That's I, as many as I can. I will spend all the money in 48 hours. I know exactly where to spend it there. 
there are a lot of people there they you can't even drink clean water and then people if, if you're if you're if you're listening to this and you're in real estate and whatever whatever industry most probably you're in the real estate industry if you're listening to that and you think you're having a hard or like you have a hard life like like seriously you need to reconsider that because if you're sitting here yeah it's just no it's like oh my god what i wish if i'm in california or florida i'm like come on man like you walk to the thermostat and just put the heat up now you're now you're warm you want to drink just walk to the kitchen and just turn the sink on and the tab on and just get get water from the tab and drink open the fridge and there's food you're not having hard life you have no idea what hard life is a lot of stuff that you see in the movies there are people in the real life that we've interacted with and we're in touch with. They they just they, these are these are the reasons why we wake up every day and and we work as hard as we can because we just don't want to we don't want to be entitled. Yeah, we don't want to be entitled to anything like that. And yeah, yes. like when you ask me what would you do, there is unlimited amount of money. It will be spent in forty eight hours. It's not gonna be enough for the amount of people that they wish to have one percent of what we have, and then we sell complain and like oh my god i have a hard life yeah that makes sense you know what it's, yeah. it's the one common thing here that i found is that whenever i ask somebody that not almost nobody nobody you know like uh like the reason i ask that question because if i say what would you do with a million dollars yeah it's always the same questions uh ferrari lamborghini house yeah. whatever right but it always that selfish kind of thing right mm -hmm. but i think that's almost like being said because it's almost like what people feel they need to say. I, I don't think where, you're yeah, yeah. Where if I ask it the way I did, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you get the real reason. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's going beyond, mm -hmm. it goes beyond and above that selfishness. Now it's unlimited money. It's yeah. not that one million, right? So now all of a sudden becomes the okay, well, that wasn't that important. This is what I really want. Yeah. Right? So <laughs> Yeah, no, your your point on and then for those people that they say like I want to get Ferrari or anything like that, I don't think they're I would like to believe they're not as selfish as it appears to be. They're probably not aware of, no, of well, there that's is. That's what I mean. Like, yeah, there is just, there is a lot of, they're not, they haven't been, I don't know what I don't know. You don't know what you don't know. They no. haven't been exposed or let know of like, here is what the other side of the world look like. If they know, maybe they've seen it in the movie. I don't, I don't know. There is fundamental disconnect. Let's yeah. just leave it that way. There Absolutely. is a big disconnect. No, but what I meant, what yeah. I meant by it was the fact that usually they'll say that because it's almost like they're giving the answer you they think you yes, expect. Because they didn't think deeper. They didn't Correct. think they didn't think beyond themselves. And it doesn't make them bad people, but it no, makes no, them feel no, like of course not. still you have a degree of responsibility as a responsible human being to see you to educate yourself what's happening in the world and, and don't be entitled. Don't think what you have is the normal thing because it's not the normal thing. No, exactly. So and then once once I hope this whatever we just said in the last couple of minutes. It brings some sort of awareness to some people that they will look up some place in Africa that they don't have well. I hope whatever you're gonna do and then like dig some wells there, like I, I hope you get rewarded for that. I hope we'll God reward us too because if we just let you know that and then reciprocate and and spread the word. Exactly. I believe yeah. you gotta give the get in one hundred percent givers gain. Givers 100%. gain and winners win. Even 100%. more. Yeah, Ibrahim, thank brother, you, my friend. I appreciate you, John. Thank you for having Absolute me, brother. I, it's, it's an honor. Fantastic. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. I appreciate you. Thank you, brother. If you like what you saw and you want to see some more, subscribe to the link below.